0: Together, we will win. Now, here's your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Dromisi, and Michael Schwartz on The Answer San Diego.
1: All right, folks. Hey, welcome to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961, AM 1170. The Answer. Hey, does selling your home stress you out? Well, it doesn't have to be that way. With Scott Vinson from Coldwall Banking Royal Realty, Scott is the perfect guide to help you sell or buy your home. Scott is also a San Diego County gun owner board member and has supported our efforts to defend and restore the Second Amendment from the start. So if you're moving, let fellow Second Amendment supporter and real estate broker Scott Vinson help you sell your home and find your new home anywhere in the United States. You can call him at 619-948-2459. Tell him you heard it right here on Gun Owners Radio. Again, call Scott at 619-948-2459. Or just go online to scottvinson.com, that's V-I-N-S-O-N. Or just come into the studio today, because that's where Scott is. I know,
2: that's about time. <laughs> Welcome, Scott.
3: Hey, thank you for having me here today.
2: You bet, man.
1: How are you doing?
3: Pretty good, pretty good. First good. time on radio? No, it's the uh, first time in about 20 years.
1: Ah, see, uh, it's it never it's goes first away. Time. You never feel, it's like riding a horse. There and, you
2: go. and he's not the only uh, guest we have here. Oh, we yeah. have my, my buddy to my left here, Action Jackson. How Hi, are dude. you, man? Good. Excellent. 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 I'm I'm happy I like your hat and your your Sandy kind of gun on a shirt. It looks cool. I didn't know you made a shirt that small. Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. Thanks for joining. And then who what's what's your dog's name? We got your dog with, with, with us too. What's his name? Jace that's right. Chase and I like his goggles. He's eyeballing me. I'm actually a little intimidated with him sitting here. <laughs>
4: he looks pretty sharp. He does look sharp. Be, be happy the goggles are on.
2: Yeah, I know, right, Joe? You saw him at Glock Store yesterday? I did see him at Glock yeah, Store yesterday. And everybody you got you got like you said you got multiple warnings.
4: Well, everybody was saying, "Yeah, just don't pet the dog downstairs." And like I said, when I saw him, this the last thing I wanted to do was pet the dog. <laughs> he looks I, mean, I got I got pugs at home, so it's <laughs> like different. Same kind of thing. Same uh, <laughs> Don't pet the pugs either.
2: So, Scott, how did you like uh, Gun Prom, man?
3: You know what? That was just—it was just amazing. It's just so impressive that that amount of people in one location supporting our Second Amendment. It was incredible. The job you guys did—you uh, know—it's just uh, unbelievable. It was really great.
2: Well, you've been to every single one of them because you, sir, are a founding board member of San Diego County Gun Owners six right. six years ago. Mm-hmm. Remember right. all the way back then? You've been a supporter ever <laughs> since. That's right. Well, I can't tell you how much I appreciate it, and I, uh, thanks for being a sponsor of uh, Gun Owners Radio too, Scott. It means a lot. Um, we also remember, Dave. Remember we had the what, what do you call them or Joe? The what, what are they? Are they fungible uh, tokens? Uh, oh,
4: non, non-fungible. non
2: They're non-fungible. non-fungible tokens that yeah, we had Chris, Chris Chang. Chang. Yeah, he came in and talked about it. Okay, so it looks like uh, that auction is over. It, it ended. They did the auction. And I guess Gun Owners Radio did a bid. And then John Dillon, our attorney, did a bid. Um, but nobody they didn't win. Somebody we don't know who we don't know the name of the guy that won, but guess how much it went for? Got me. Ten thousand dollars.
4: <laughs> yeah, Chris oh said God. that's a profitable thing, I guess. So.
2: Ten thousand dollars for a non-fungible. I didn't even for, understand what it is.
4: Or something that's on your phone, right? <laughs> I don't even think it's on I the phone. I still
2: don't know what it is. Yeah, I don't know what it is either. And but,
4: he explained it four times.
2: He did explain it four times. I felt like a, I felt like my dad when I was a kid <laughs> trying to explain, like, CDs or whatever. you know?
4: <laughs> Yeah, I was just saying that last week because I was trying to do something on the phone. Or something, and, I, and I felt... Whoever was explaining it to me, I'm saying I, I feel this is exactly how I sound when I try to explain this to my mom when like she's trying to do something. It's like, wow, I'm there
2: already. Yeah, it's, but it's non fungible. Ten thousand. Ten
4: thousand dollars. Ten
2: thousand bucks. Jackson, do you have ten thousand dollars I could borrow? Nope. Nope. And All right. So bad. He doesn't man. know what to do with it, even if he got it. Yeah. Well, it's too late anyway. It already went for ten thousand bucks. So I thought that was very very interesting. We also had a, a drawing. Uh, we had a, a, a drawing for. Uh, uh, what do we get? A gun, a gun drummer T-shirt. Remember that guy we interviewed? That he's a drummer and he shoots. And you know, okay. So if somebody won a T-shirt. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna. This is a horrible. I'm gonna butcher this name. Norick Zade. If you're listening, you won. You want a T-shirt? You won the gun drummer T-shirt. Thank you so much. So also uh, coming up on December second up in Orange County at Hot Rods and Handguns. Orange County Gun Owners is having a very cool uh, Christmas event. Uh, it's a fundraiser, um, it's a it's a friendraiser, and it's going to be a really good time at, at Hot Rods and Handguns. John Correa from Active Self Protection is going to be there. Um, it's going to be food and 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 uh, and drinks and and shooting and all kinds of really cool uh, fun. So if you go to OrangeCountyGunOwners.com, you'll see information. On that, if you want to go, and it's not if you live in San Diego or you're out in the Inland Empire, it's not that far of a drive. So, if you want to go meet uh, John Korea and, and have some fun with Orange County gun owners, support a really good cause, uh, December second. That's a Thursday night.
1: I so, just gave uh, your buddy a gun owners uh, radio uh, pen. Pen. What do you think? What do you think, Jackson? Cool pen. He hasn't written anything with it yet. <laughs> he could write you a check for t- a check for ten thousand. <laughs>
5: I oh, think they- it's really cool.
1: Ah, me too. All right. Well, listen.
2: Use it a little bit and uh, let us know how it goes. Get back to us with a gear review on that. <laughs> let us know how it goes. What do you say? Now, Jackson. I don't know. You, I I met Jackson at at Gun Prom. Right? Did you have fun there?
5: Very much. <laughs> That's
2: awesome. And uh, and you the way uh, you were at the Glock store table, right? Yeah. Yeah. How, now you go shooting at Glock store, don't you?
5: Every Wednesday.
2: <laughs> Every Wednesday. How old are you?
5: Eight.
2: Eight years old, and you go shooting at Glock store. That's awesome. I don't know. You, you, you're probably a better shot than I am, and I've been doing this for, uh, you know, I don't know, uh, like 150 years. I've been shooting for 150 years, Jackson. What do you think of that, buddy?
5: Very, very long
2: time. Yeah, it's a very long time. Now, what kind of gun do you shoot? Well,
5: I'm currently shooting a... Nine millimeter,
2: 44. A Glock 44 and nine millimeter. That's awesome. When I, does, that shoot, uh, does that shoot pretty well for you?
5: Yes. That's
2: awesome. I like this kid.
5: <laughs> this kid's like
2: eight going on 35. It's awesome. Very, very cool, man. Well, it's an honor to have you in the studio. I'm glad you're here to, to co-host for me and keep everybody in line and, uh, you know, add some drops and, you know, get some good information out there. And you're on Instagram too. Well, your dog's on Instagram, right? Do you know his Instagram handle?
5: Service dog chase.
2: S- service underscore uh, wait wait service dog underscore chase. Right? You have like thousands of followers there. You're like famous, man. You're internet famous. How does that feel? Great. <laughs> Do you get recognized? Do people come up to you and they know who you are because of your Instagram? Yes. Well, that's cool. Well, now they're gonna know who you are because you have the cool San Diego kind of gun owners hat and shirt on, right?
5: Yes. <laughs> that's
4: awesome. That's awesome. All right. Well, cool. Um, hey, Michael. All, how, yes. many, how many guns would you have if you started shooting at eight?
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's a I thought, mean, huh? <laughs> I know, right? Imagine, and he, he's, it's not as He's guys got like he's got a Glock. I mean, it's not even like you know. He's get, <laughs> no, <he's> get, <laughs> right? it's not like you know scott it's not like he's no. got some little single shot you know
3: he's not got a daisy gun there right
2: exactly <laughs> i know when i was your age i don't even think i had the see when i was i was 10 i got i got a, a date i got okay. a, a red rider mm-hmm. by daisy that was it i didn't have a clock <laughs> I'll tell you that that's awesome and you guys should, seriously the video we'll have to we'll, we'll get mom and dad to pull up some video during the commercial break yeah. he's really good He's really good. He goes down to Glock store and trains, and uh, he's really, really good. He's he's outstanding. I can't imagine. I'd probably, if I started at his age, I'd probably hit the target occasionally.
5: Oh, great,
4: Jackson. You know? Who's who's your instructor at the Glock store, Jackson? Thomas. All right, that's a good one.
5: Yeah,
2: Thomas <laughs> does good work, good work. And how now how long have you been shooting? Do you know?
5: For like a year and a half.
2: Nice. Well, how'd you? He's season. It's not young enough. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> and how did like how did that get, what got you interested in shooting? How did do you remember how that all started?
5: I just saw on the videos and I thought, "Wow. I and I also thought, "What if I was like that?"
2: That's awesome. Well, you are like that now. How cool is that? Good accomplishment, man. That's awesome. You must be really proud. You probably shoot better than this guy over here. Absolutely. <laughs>
0: I don't know if he shoots better than I
2: do. do. You shoot better than most of the adults down there? Yes, <laughs> I like the confidence. Very, very cool. Very cool. All right, well, cool. Well, here we go, Dave. Where are we going? Uh, well, next, we're gonna have uh, Scott Vincent. We're gonna do a couple of segments with Scott Vincent, and we're gonna yeah. talk about hunting. where's the clock. It's it's hunting, uh, it's hunting month on uh, uh gun owners radio.
4: Hunting? You're not gonna go with hunting? Yeah. Hunting, yeah, it's hunting. It's <laughs> hunting, huntin', yeah, drop the G, hunting. All right,
2: you ever uh, been hunting, Jackson?
5: Not yet.
1: He, you notice right he attitude. looked over at his go. parents first to say, Have <laughs> I been hunting? <laughs> hey, we're going to take a quick break. This is Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1. AM 1170, The Answer. All right, folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1. AM 1170,
5: The answer.
1: (laughs) Mike, you lost your job. I know. That was awesome.
2: (laughs) Oh, October's theme is hunting, or hunting, as it's properly pronounced. And we have hunter and sponsor of the show, Scott Vincent, to talk about it. But first...
4: How come I never first, any of that
2: stuff? You know, i talked got to talk to that producer. I don't, I don't know. Anything? What do you, you want? You want no, do you want to say the answer? No, 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 no. Go ahead and read. You can read it. No, read no, no, read it what I just no, read. No, no, no. Oh, well, now, now he's all hurt. Uh, <laughs> now he's all hurt. <laughs> Made a big sting.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, folks, self-defense and emergencies can happen to anyone, and there's no guarantee that the justice system will be on your side. Make sure you and you are protected for the legal battle after your self-defense battle. While you protect your family and property, U.S. Law Shield is here to defend you 24-7, 365 days a year with a comprehensive self-defense coverage at an affordable price. Bad guys don't take days off, and neither does our coverage. Listeners, you can get a free t-shirt. All you have to do is enter code Radio. Sign up today. Go to uslawshield.com. Calm. I could have done that. You so, could have. Done, you know, did an excellent job. He takes two. To, he takes two weeks off. <laughs> good lord! Now he's whining. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Why don't we just leave? It's hard to get good help these days. Why don't we just leave and let him do the rest <laughs> of the show? What do you
2: think? So, our our in studio guest today, Scott Vincent. I met Scott uh, when when he was running for office years ago, and I was very very impressed. Um, and I just thought you're just outstanding guy. And I was just really impressed with uh, your Second Amendment stance, of course. Um, but how you conducted your, yourself when you were running for office, and became a big fan. So when we started San Diego County Gun Owners, you were you were on the, the short list of of people that I wanted to make sure was was active in San Diego County Gun Owners. And when I sat down and talked to you, uh, you you immediately were interested, and you've been a, a an important fixture ever since. And I can't tell you how much I appreciate it, Scott. So tell everybody, so what do you, uh, what, what do you do? What's, what do you, what do you, what's your, what's your profession when you're not uh, board membering for San Diego yeah, County?
3: Well, I own a, uh, well, I, for 31 years, I've been a real estate uh, agent and broker and uh, for 25 of that, I've, I've owned a, a real estate brokerage and i have about 55 agents that work for me now.
2: Nice. And that's down in uh, South Bay. The
3: great Chula Vista.
2: In Chula Vista. Yeah. Beautiful office down there. You actually hosted some of our meetings before. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate it. In fact,
3: it. I, I served some uh, deer deer uh i cook some deer burgers for her.
2: well those are the best meetings <laughs> you the meeting so you've had some some of our meetings in your office and those were great but the best meetings is when you when you invite everybody to your home when you have this beautiful big like backyard mm-hmm. and uh and every year you go and harvest the deer or two in alabama right 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 and uh and then you cook it up for everybody which i think is enormously generous
3: well thank you it's you know it's so much fun it's it's you know, I just feel like I have to share it with with everybody that that would be willing to you know, in, enjoy deer meat. So yeah, I, well,
2: <laughs> so how did so you're you you're born and raised in, in Alabama? That's right. Yeah. And okay, so what how did how did uh, a deer hunting Alabama boy make it all the way to uh, San Diego? How did that happen?
3: Well, I had a brother that actually joined the Navy, and he told me how great it was to be out here in San Diego. So I went right after him and joined the uh, joined the Navy and, and spent my time, and then came back out and. I was first stayed in the Philippines for six years as uh, as a business person, and then I left there after the that and came. I, in fact, I flew out the day before the United States took out President Ferdinand Marcos. Oh wow! Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. What would, now? What
2: was it like in the Philippines back then?
3: Well, it was it was it was still rough and tough, but uh, it was fun. We had the military there; they were, they appreciated the Americans, uh, and and so it was it was it was great to do business. And I was exporting into Guantanamo Bay, Cuba, and Atsugi, Japan, Yakuska. Busan, Korea—all those places where we had military bases. So I was actually exporting Philippine-made products.
2: Wow! And you're actually fluent in three different languages, right?
3: Not fluent, but I can get through.
2: You can get through, yeah. and obviously one of them's English, right? And then, yeah. what, what are the other two? No, actually, it's Alabama yeah,
3: you
1: know.
2: <laughs> so, so,
3: what? some Spanish and, and Tagalog.
2: Oh, wow. Tagalog. Wow. Yeah. Now do you, do you, do, do people comment? Do you speak Spanish and, and Tagalog with a Southern accent or how does that work?
3: Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I <laughs> I'm not sure, but yeah. <laughs> they understand me anyway. I mean, when I'm, when I'm trying to speak and, and get it across my, my uh, information that I'm trying to get through, yeah, it's usually yeah. on business type relation type uh, conversations, but you know, I, I, I can, I can actually, in Tagalog, I a a lot more than Spanish.
2: Well, and you've built a reputation that you you will stand on your head to make your clients happy, right?
3: <laughs> yeah, many 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 years ago it was it was uh 91 when we have difficulty selling any homes at all. We came up with this idea of me standing on my head and using that as a promotion. And I think there was someone that was a car dealer before doing something with that and uh and I kind He looks at me like I'm related to Bob Stalls Chevrolet. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and so
2: what are the chances of two guys in San Diego who are involved in automobiles with the last name Stall? Right, right. I mean, yeah. and it's like spe- the, that's and the, spelled the same way. That's the worst. That's the worst name to have when you're when you're in car sales. That's it. Stall.
1: Rub, rub it in. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but you know what? I like him already. He drives a Corvette.
2: Yeah, he does. Do you see it out there? Oh, you have no, seen it. I of?
1: tell people if you're gonna get something, get something fun and wrap it. Yeah. Right. Right. Ra- ra- look at that wrap. Isn't that beautiful? I know it's beautiful. <laughs> I mean, no one, no one can't miss you. I have to tell you though I did interview uh, uh, King Ampur. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. He's the king of raps because he has a Rolls oh, Royce yeah. wow. wrapped in gold. It is beautiful
3: too. I've seen it. It's gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it.
2: we digress. We digress. Mm-hmm. So what 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 made you get involved in Sandy? When when I came to you with this with this idea and said, hey, here's what we're doing. What what made you get involved in Sandy? Why? Because you
3: jumped in with both feet, man. Very quickly because I, I just I just saw all the publicity going out there about the anti-gun publicity and I just you know I I just I'm in I'm in love with hunting I enjoy hunting all year if wherever I can go hunt I go hunt and and I just when you came to me and said we need some help and uh, let's get this thing together I immediately said oh. sure why not I'm ready why not he would have he would have loved last week's show I with heard I heard some of last week's show the, the hunter, hunter show wasn't that was, was the hunting he, show with Gary from Idaho right he's hunting in Idaho yeah. Yeah, I yeah, heard yeah, something. That. that was yeah. a great show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What do you now? What do you normally hunt? I hunt uh, deer in Alabama. Yep. And uh, sometimes we'll go up to Kern County, but it's it a lot of harder. The older you get to walk, climb the mountains in Kern County, I guess, yeah, that right. much. Alabama's more flat and swampy. Yeah. So you get you know you get swampy in uh, Alabama, and you get you know exhausted trying to climb the hills and try to find yeah. the deer in uh, in Kern County, California, but. Uh, and that, I also hunt uh, doves. So this year we went dove hunting at the beginning of the season, which is September. Hmm. And a group of about eight of us, we shot a hundred, uh, hundred and twenty dove. Wow. Yeah, we, Scott, had big, we had a big barbecue. you know. hey, <laughs> Scott, barbecue have you, hunted, um,
4: you ever had barbecue dove? I haven't. haven't oh done yeah. That. Have you hunted hogs or, uh, you know, wild boar? No, I have not. Cause uh, that was, yeah, I haven't hunted since I was a kid, but that, that's the one that, um, I haven't done that yet, but that's the one that, that looks interesting. Plus being a big smoker, it's uh
3: my my son uh, took out uh, I think about three weeks ago. He took out two.
2: Oh really? Hogs? Yeah. Where where was he? Here, here it was in on, the
3: Ke- it was up in the Kern County area in private yeah. land. Yeah.
2: Right. Yeah. He had a he had a a scout with him. Yeah. You know I've never never been hunting. Not one time. Can You believe? Yeah, that? Let's go. I know, right? Right. Let's get the
3: license. Let's go. It's a lot of fun. <clears throat> now, have you been hunting since you were Jackson's age, or? I have. And, you know, one of the stories I have about hunting, and 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 probably not a good one, but. Uh, I I was out hunting when I was your age and I I was, had a 410 shotgun and I was going along following my father and I let the barrel come down. (sighs) He always told you, you got to keep it up on your shoulders, keep it up on your shoulder. And I let the barrel come down. And the next thing, you know, I had the back of his hand across my face, me, the gun and everything went flying. And and from that point forward, the barrel never, ever, ever (laughs) (laughs) went down. It was always in the air.
2: Somehow you remembered i remember right? <laughs> <laughs> what would you where would you grow up hunting everything in alabama i'm guessing oh we did rabbit quail
3: everything out there yeah uh, anything that moved as long as you can eat it you as know long as you can eat as long as you can eat it we don't shoot anything we can't you know we you don't know notice we there's don't no roadkill in alabama <laughs> 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 well if it's still a little flipping then we'll, we'll yeah take if it, it's yeah. flipping i'm eating it. <laughs> that's right
2: well that's very very cool so uh you know when you you're a business owner mm-hmm. you're very successful um are you ever uh are you ever afraid of uh well gee i don't i don't know if somebody finds out that i'm involved in a second amendment organization do you ever get any, any kind of do you worry about pushback have you ever gotten any pushback
3: no and i even if i did i wouldn't worry about it michael I, I, you know you have to have your strong beliefs and you have to support those beliefs and and move forward. There's plenty of people that you know, yeah. You you are, can't believe in your
1: Second Amendment rights if you can't stand behind your Second Amendment exactly, rights. Exactly,
3: exactly. I mean, a lot of the politicians do a lot of talk and they don't actually support it, you know. <sighs> right. And that, that's uh, we've got to get behind this and, and, and kind of get a clear picture with all those politicians and get it straightened down. Yeah, it's not getting any better. No, no it's not. It's not getting any. That's better. right.
2: Well, it is, and I think you know when when you know when politicians come in front of our board to get a to get a an endorsement. Uh, you know, more than once they'll they'll say, "Well, gee, uh, you know, let, let's just kind of keep it, let's just kind of keep it quiet, right?" You know, uh, yeah. I, I'm, I don't know how people are going to receive. You know, I'm, I'm on your side, blah 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 blah
1: blah blah. But- See, that would end the interview right there, right there for me. That's right. It should. I mean, it would just end the interview. I'd It's okay. Well, you know, it's very nice chatting with you. I have a nice day. And I'd well, I well pay mean, for lunch, pay for lunch, and we're done. <laughs> we're sticking it out there. Yeah. You know, Scott and Joe and, and yeah, Dave. but I'm just saying, if a politician that you wants to be endorsed by us. Doesn't want to stand up, you know, and and put a Second Amendment sign on the side of his car. Then it's nice chatting with you. Yeah, but they're the ones that'll flip on you. Well,
2: it is. It's amazing to me, you know, that when when people say like, "Well, hey, you know, I just want to be quiet about it." Okay, well, we're we're sticking it out there. Scott's sticking out. Joe's sticking. We're all sticking it out there.
4: Well, and the thing too with uh, from the board's point of view, anyway, because you know, sitting in these meetings when we talk about endorsements and stuff. You know, when you have a politician that says something like that, that's almost automatically, you know, most people on the board say, I, I, we don't want anything to do with this person. Because if something happens, if there's a, a Second Amendment issue, that's always going to be a high profile, high publicity thing. If you're afraid to talk about it normally, you're certainly not going to stand up when we actually need you, when there's an incident or when something goes on. So, I mean, there's no, uh, you know, there's no point in uh, supporting someone like that. Jackson stands up for it. Guy's eight years old, right, man? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Are you you're pro-Second
2: Amendment, Jackson? Yes. <laughs> Excellent. Well, you that's do a good how, job representing That's how I got a hat. What that's you? right. Are you kidding me? I appreciate your backbone, my friend. All Stand right. strong. Let's
1: take a break. What do you think? Right here Welcome. on Gun Owners Radio, FM 961.
5: AM 1170. The Answer. The Answer.
1: folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM
5: 1170.
1: The answer. Our freedom of speech is just as important as our freedom of self-defense. And we are thrilled to support an American company like MyPillow. Go to MyPillow.com and use the promo code FREEMARKET3 and get up to 66% off America's best pillow. You can get a great night's sleep and enjoy the satisfaction of supporting Companies fighting against cancel culture. That's MyPillow.com and use the promo code FreeMarket three for up to sixty six percent off. All right, we're still hunting with Scott Vincent.
2: Hunting with Scott Vincent, San Diego County Gun Owners Board member and uh, owner of Coldwell uh, Coldwell Realty down in uh, banker. Banker, I'm sorry, down I'm sorry. in uh, in uh, Chula Vista. Okay, so you've been hunting your whole life. It's probably be- because you've been hunting your whole life. It's probably hard to kind of imagine, you know, uh, someone who's never hunted and, you know, what would they have to know or how would they approach it? It's probably hard to imagine not knowing what you, what you don't know. But if, if, if you're an adult, there's a ton of adults in San Diego uh, who are gun owners, they have an interest in, in, in hunting.
3: What, what, what advice would you give them? Find someone that hunts and go with them. Yeah. <laughs> Just learn from others, learn from yeah, people. Yeah, you really need – I mean, you've got to get the license, obviously. you got to get the, the hunting license and, and go through that training. But once you've done that, find someone that goes out and actually uh, – that does hunt and, and has has kills, and then uh, go with them and learn. Because I take out people with me out on the dove hunts here in San Diego. We go to the Imperial Valley, to the BLM lands, and, and we hunt out there. And usually I'll bring some new people with me. I'm very cautious, and I'm pretty strict about how they – the distance themselves between me and them. <laughs> and <laughs> you got it, a pretty
1: good sized hand to backhand them if they yeah, ever that's drop my, the barrel. I, you're right, right. I certainly do.
3: <laughs> but, uh, hey, Mike, I wanted to I wanted to go back and and, and talk about the gun problem one second. And, sure. Because I didn't get a chance to say something about the group that put that that Wendy, yeah. she, Her group, her team. What a fantastic job! And we just need to you know make make sure we mention that that Wendy did a fantastic. Made job it look me. easy. She huh? made it look beautiful. I mean, it was yeah, fantastic. I made it look easy, you know, organized. It? It, it it was just boom boom boom. What time did they get that? home that night?
2: Yeah, late. Yeah, it was Wendy Hoffman, CEO, Sandy County Gun Owners, did an excellent job of planning yeah. that out, and it was the smoothest. You know, from from the from the other side, from the backside, uh, you know, the operation side, it was the smoothest gun prom we've ever had. And, and how many people
3: point. did we have there?
2: Thousand people. Thousand. No no, people. no 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 999. That's right, nine hundred ninety nine people. Because oh. couldn't be a thousand, because then we'd have to then we'd get in there, you would have to test. Them uh, <laughs> and Wendy, and you did exactly. a great job. She did do a great job. All right. I appreciate. Now back to the. She's still recuperating as we uh, speak. I bet she is. I bet she is.
3: Yeah. Appreciate
2: Love your that. sponsorship too. Did you get? Did you get anybody win a gun at your table? No. 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 Anybody win a gun at your table? Well, I didn't really have a table. <laughs> I was kind of up walking around. I was up on stage at one point. By the way,
1: nobody won a gun at my table either. They just. Really? No. Well, you had. Uh- I had all girls except and one guy. Yeah, you had a pretty active table, I thought.
2: Oh, you, yeah. I thought somebody ever? won a gun. So nobody's so ever I, won a gun at any of Did you tables? win a gun? Not this year, at your table?
4: but somebody at my table won last year, I think Anybody it was, win? last time we had. Anybody it. win this year?
2: No, not Are you my taking
4: table.
1: this down? Are you taking this down?
2: <laughs> I got to tell you, it's, the ratio is actually pretty good. If you look at it, it was like 36, 37 guns, something like that. And I think only a couple hundred people bought tickets, so. It's well, you know, commercial. Michael,
3: I, I had bought like five hundred dollars worth of tickets. Yeah, did and you I was good? walking around tearing these tickets apart, and I thought, well, you know, I've got five hundred chances. T- yeah, you know, well, and sure, I looked at the guy beside me. He said, "Excuse me," because I had my San Diego County badge on, right? Yeah, uh, and uh, board member badge. And he says, uh, "He said, what do we do with this?" And I looked down. And he's got a stack about six inches <laughs> thick. <laughs> He must have had about three thousand tickets there. So he said, "Ah, you know, throw them <laughs> know. In, the, in the garbage can. That's where they go. Might as well throw mine away." <laughs> <laughs> so
4: that guy might probably won a gun. Is what you're saying? He probably won two or
3: three guns. <laughs> I'm sure. You know, a lot of those
4: tickets ended up in the uh, the Savage Precision Rifle, the 6.5 Creedmoor. Anyway, so uh, yeah, that they was, wanted something else. <laughs> that hey, was. Did we uh, give away the radio
2: host show? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who won it, but yeah, we did. We 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 live auctioned that for off. It? Yeah, I don't remember how much either, but we, we we're worth something. Where
1: is Wendy when you? I need know. Her? Well,
2: that's what I'm saying, right? She ran the whole thing, soup to nuts. It was great. It was that's great. Crazy. Okay, so back to hunting. What do you? What's uh, your? What's your favorite thing to
3: hunt? Oh, it's, you know, it's it's deer. Usually, when I go back to Alabama, I get back with the family and friends, and and get out and and have a good time. But I also get out at four in the morning and three in the morning, and and, and search and and uh, and do hunting for four or five days. Now, do you bring
1: somebody with you to address it? So you don't have to do it anymore?
3: No, in Alabama we just throw it in the back of a truck and oh. bring it out to the uh, to the processing plant where they actually uh, process the deer. Oh, really? Yeah, they I mean, do they, it. There's companies have, that'll do that for you. They have companies that are just you know huge processors, building size freezers, and they hook them up. They'll and then you pick them up uh, about 15, 20 days later.
1: Uh, I thought I thought this guy here was your dresser.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you ever process a deer, Jackson? <laughs> nope. Nope. Not yet. Not, Not yet. You will.
4: You will one day. I'll tell you that. Probably about the same, same time, time you do. You do. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> so, Scott, how do you hunt them back there? Are you hunting from a stand, or are you guys doing something else? How do you hunt uh, deer? Well, both. We're more, normally, it's from a stand, a tree stand. So, they're about 15 feet in the air. So, and you scout it out ahead of time, get the stand set up, go in that way? Uh, this
3: Well, in the lands that I'm going on, the stands are already up. Ah. They're already up, and, and you can see the deer tracks. You get in there in the afternoon, you kind of look in the deer tracks where they're going, and... And then the next day, you look again in the mornings to
1: find out there's fresh tracks, whatever. Yeah, See, I'm, not so kinda, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of stands. You're not. Fell asleep. You're Didn't fine. wake up till about I don't know 11, 1130. So you tie well, your, on the ground. So you tie up yourself sand. up there. When and you you're should up have seen all the fresh footprints all around the tree. Yeah, that was my last time.
3: <laughs> stand. Actually, the the last hunt, the the last uh, land that I did hunt on uh, January this year. The owner, the hunter asked me to only shoot one deer. And I was there for four days and I promised him I'd only shoot an eight point or above. Oh, okay. So I must've seen 15 deer. <laughs> and there, none of them were eight <laughs> point until the very last day. And I finally found the eight. I brought uh, super and, and glue and some antlers. antlers. Yeah. Right. So,
2: all right. You know, in the fall, it's in the fall, right? Deer seasons in the fall in Alabama. Mm-hmm. Correct. Okay. So I've, I've been uh, North Florida anyway, it's cold, man. Three in the morning, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's it cold. And I know it's all swampy and everything. I mean, that's a, it's a tough task. So what, what keeps you going back every single year?
3: Well, you know, uh,
1: bag in the game. Oh, no, you've got a terrible memory how cold it was when you, cause I'm telling you, man, three, four o'clock in the morning, uh, man. Dave's right. He's right. You, <laughs> you forget, just forget about how bad it is. And then you, you, you work all year and then when it's come time for hunting season, man, you're all excited and you totally forget until the first day out.
3: It's like your last golf game, right? The same.
1: Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> that, <laughs> exactly. That
3: one shot. That one, that you keep, keep chasing back. that one yeah, shot. Yeah, that exactly. is so funny.
2: <laughs> what is, what is, the, what is the highest, uh, point buck you've ever uh, a, a ten.
3: That's a all ten. Yeah. Oh,
2: nice. And okay, so in and in Alabama, are they? what are they? What, what are they? Whitetail or how how big is the typical deer in Alabama?
3: He's about uh, one sixty to one eighty. Which is bigger in California? Bigger than California.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever have you ever done? Like, what were they, they mule deer here in in yeah, California?
3: We, we have the ugly mule deer here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> have you have you shot the big, them? The big big ears and. You yeah. got hunting out here for them or? I've only shot one in, in California.
1: Yeah. So. So the older they, I mean, the older they get, that's how they end up with the antlers and with the points. Right. Uh, they well, the antlers will fall off each year
3: and regrow back. And does that order the deer gets the bigger the antlers?
1: So if you get over eight, does the does the meat get a little tougher because it's gotten older? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So you're really your your prime is probably what an eight. Probably a six. A six. Yeah. Probably a six. But the but that particular individual that farmer said no, he he had to go eight or above.
3: Well, yeah. I mean, they they have so many deer out there. He knows how many he's got. He knows, yeah. He's got an extra. Well, he's got an extra two or three eight points. Uh,
1: so yeah, because I was just you know I I wanted to bring that up because you know because if you're hunting for antlers and you want all the points you can get, you're not gonna like what the food's gonna. Are you are not gonna like the you're, meat as much? You're a hundred percent correct. Yeah. That's so I right. just if
2: you're trophy you, hunting, Mike,
1: I just was doing that for you, Mike.
2: Yeah. Well, because you you'd yeah. go for the antler. It all tastes like ketchup to me. So. So So what, I mean, if somebody just didn't understand hunting, like I said, there's a lot of adults in Southern California and San Diego who've just never done it. They they've never done it. And, and maybe, you know, it's, it's not a part of their tradition and they didn't grow up doing it. If someone just didn't understand hunting, like how, how would you explain it to them? What, What would, you know, what's the attraction? What keeps you going back and why should they try it? And why do you love it?
1: Start off with, there's no bad day. There's no bad day hunting. Right. It and explain really and explain to him what that means.
3: I mean well, I mean you're you're accompli- you know, when you're actually able to take a game down, you I mean this is the thrill, the excitement, it's like winning a race, it's like any other sport that you you participate in. You know, and you win right uh, and, and th- hunting is no different we get the excitement and the thrill the adrenaline i mean a deer is creeping i'm seeing a deer out 150 yards out and the adrenaline starts popping and you know and it's, it's exciting and i start sweating a little bit i get a little bit nervous and then you're gonna, you finally get him close enough where you think you can actually shoot the deer because you don't want to shoot a deer and have him run off you got to have a clean shot and and so you want to get him close enough that you're not going to have just a wounded animal out there running off and you're chasing them for five miles. Right. Mm -hmm. You're trying to hopefully to get to them. Uh, so we, but that excitement, that adrenaline, that just, I mean, you can, I can just feel it right now talking to you. It's just so fun. But
1: but even if you don't get a deer, just the joy and the thrill of getting up early in the morning and going out being in the woods and, 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 and the hunt, you know, I mean, yeah, you want to, you want to get one, but if you don't, it's not, it's, it's still not a bad day. Well, any day hunting is better
3: than a You know, day working, working, right? And and I'm you're looking at my face, and I'm thinking, well, that's almost all right, but I'm not sure if I'm going to agree with that. Well, that's (laughs) because when's the last
1: time you shot a deer? Uh, January, January. See, that's why you're giving me that look, (laughs) because it's been since January and it's been almost a year. (laughs) Told you, you forgot again. I'm heading back in December. See, there you go. Nice. Take Mike with you. Yeah, he'll carry he'll carry your game back in for you. I don't like to get muddy. Oh,
3: (laughs) yeah. Or you, dirty? I don't like to get
2: dirty. Oh, you
3: certainly get muddy. <laughs> yeah, you do get
2: muddy. Which did, do you, so you like? Uh, why do you like hunting deer more than you like, uh, you know, dove out, out in, in, the uh, in the valley?
3: It's much more difficult. Yeah, yeah. It's,
2: <laughs> You know, it sounds like it sounds like that's a big part of it. Like this is a this is a a a task that has to be accomplished. Right. You know, yeah. it's not easy. Right. Um, it's something that like, hey, this is hard. It's complicated. Uh, it's cold it's wet it's it's and then you know when when you finally accomplish what you're there to accomplish you get to celebrate
3: well you know i i i probably have a a better understanding of of how to do it more than most people because when i when i go out and i talk to other hunters that go out deer hunting and 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 the owners that own the land they said well we've had 10 people out here none of them have shot a deer yet you come out here already one day yeah. and you've got one you know yeah. so it's I'm, I'm actually searching for what's happening around me all the time i'm i'm I mean, I don't even move. I don't even. Right. You know, not, there's no. Now,
1: what do you what do you do? Now, what have you done since January to keep sharp? Because if you're going to hit a deer and drop it, you got to hit it in a pretty small window, right? Well, yeah. Usually you're going for the heart, right? Mm-hmm. And you got to know. I mean, how big of a circle is that? Maybe six, seven, eight inches. Mm-hmm. So, That's, what do you do between I, Jan, January and December to keep that sharpness up? You go to the, you go to the, we go to, yeah, you go, go, to, the the range, the you go to the range, the range,
3: the gun clubs and gotcha. the ranges and, and shoot, um, pictures of deer. Yeah.
1: Pictures <laughs> of deer. yeah Circles. <laughs> shoot circles. circles. Shoot circles. <laughs> so because, that, you know, that's the difficult part, yeah. you know, and I got that from our, our last guest last week is because he's the same exact way. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to hit it and drop it. You, know, drop you don't, it. you don't want it running. You don't want it in pain. You don't want it suffering. Exactly. You know, and he's just like you, he doesn't just shoot to shoot, he shoots to eat. Right. Yeah. right. Let's take a let's take a quick break. This is Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1 and 1170.
5: The answer.
1: All right, folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1. Am
5: 1170.
4: The answer. Joe, you want
2: to read that now? Yes. Yeah, so it can, says you Mike, read but it? So you read can it.
4: feel better. I, I'll read this one. Okay. Amy Reichert of Reopen San Diego, a friend of the show and a friend of ours. But first, did you know law-abiding gun shops and manufacturers
1: had their credit card processing shut down because the vendors think guns are inappropriate? Well, shutting down businesses that support your constitutional right – The self-defense is wrong, which is why we are so excited to have 365 Glacier Payments as a 10-ring partner. 365 Glacier Payments specializes in companies in the firearms industry. And if you have a business that accepts credit cards, give them a call today so you can enjoy the peace of mind that your accounts won't be shut down and also enjoy the best rates. Visit their website at 365glacierpayments.com. Ask for a free account review, and if they can't beat your credit card processing rates, they'll pay you $100. All right, Mike, who's our next guest? Amy
2: Reichardt. She is with uh, Reopen San Diego, and she is a friend of the show and an aw- awesome lady and a member of San Diego County Gun Owners.
4: All right. Yeah, so hopefully uh, Amy's on the line here. <laughs> um,
6: I am. Okay.
4: Hi. Outstanding, a- Amy. Well, uh, welcome to the show, Amy. Thank you for uh, for joining us today.
6: Thank you for having me on.
4: And, yeah, I was going to mention, because, you know, being a gun show here, and we talk about gun stuff, but we're also activists, and we are Second Amendment activists. And um, Amy's group, Reopen San Diego, is just a, a tremendous group of, of activists that are just a little bit slightly uh, different from what we do, um, but just a great group doing really great work. So I want to have Amy come on and uh, talk to us for a little bit. So, Amy, um, tell us about Reopen San Diego and what you guys are and how you came about
6: well reopen san diego started during the whole lockdowns when the government locked down gun shops and churches but let dispensaries be open and closed down schools and what we found as moms and dads where we were really struggling with our kids being on screens all day long and reopen san diego first was a facebook group and then we actually decided to meet in person and the very first place we met, that was appropriately named Liberty Station, is where we first met. And then later we met at Belleville Park, literally on the lawn, true grassroots. And at first it was just a place to kind of process what we were going through. We had some people who uh, had to go on food stamps because they had to quit their job so they could homeschool their kids. And other people were business owners who, had their businesses shut down and just being in community. We finally decided to become activists and that's when we had our very first rally 11 months ago, save San Diego rally.
4: So, and, and you guys have been pretty successful and you know, I was saying you're a little bit different from our approach. We don't typically do rallies, but you guys do go to council meetings and you guys do uh, go to supervisor meetings, you do have press releases. And you encourage you know, your people to show up and be respectful and make good points. And uh, you guys have been really successful with that. And you had a, a great event. I think it was on Friday. Uh, could you talk about that a little bit?
6: Yes. Oh, my gosh. So you probably know and many of the listeners know that Mayor Todd Gloria for the city of San Diego wants to fire 1,000 first responders on December 1st three weeks before Christmas, because they won't submit to the vaccine mandates. And we actually had a group, about 350 San Diego police officers and their spouses and firefighters. They actually came to us at Reopen San Diego and they asked us to host and put on a press conference. And the press conference was on Friday and it was called Protecting the Protectors. And it was all about, well, we had a surprise first guest speak, and he was actually a sergeant. He is a sergeant for the San Diego PD, and he spoke out uh, under threat, really, of losing his job, possibly. But, you know, he stuck to the issue, and so I am sure that the PD will not fire him over his, you know, First Amendment rights. But it was an act of— of bravery and courage to speak up because there are 500 police officers right now who will not get vaccinated. They are standing up to the mandate and they will be fired if uh, if Todd Gloria goes through with, with his pe- plans. But also at the press conference, we also had spouses. And that was really moving. We had spouses of San Diego police officers. We also had firefighters and their spouses. And then we had 200 pairs of boots on display uh, to symbolize the loss of our first responders if, and I'm sorry, I'm gonna say it, uh, tyranny. This is tyranny and communism. And I know that's extreme language, but I just can't explain why Todd Gloria would want to do this to people who have had faithful service to the police department and, and to the, the fire department oh, in no, San Diego. No need
4: to apologize here. I'm, I'm the extreme uh, co-host here. So no, I'm, I'm right with you on that stuff. And, um, yeah, thinking about that, cause a lot of the stuff that you see that's going on now is just, it's exactly what you mentioned and, uh, it's not productive at all. And, and there's different reasons, I think, for it. Um, I watched the uh, the video of the uh, sergeant. And I can't remember his name. It was Matt. Um, what was his Do you remember his, Randolph. his name? Randolph. Matt Randolph. Yeah. And just a great video. And uh, and I guess I saw an email today. It's going to go out tomorrow from uh, Frontline Doctors. I think that's what I saw today. Yeah. But, um, you know, I learned some things there. It's, you know, we have 1,800, he said, police officers at San Diego PD. And um, at any given time, I think he said, uh, you have or do you have 600 and something um patrol type officers, and, you know, you're talking about losing several hundred officers for just no reason, and, um, Mm -hmm. you know, I've seen other people talk about, okay, why is that happening, and, you know, one of the theories, because they're doing the same thing with the military, Um, I know I've heard some things about the SEAL team uh, guys doing the same thing, and as Sergeant Randolph was saying, it's not an anti-vaccine thing so much, it's an um, anti-mandate type thing. And it's like yes. they just don't have, you know, the right really to force people to do these things. So it was, um, it was very interesting to, to get that perspective.
6: Yeah, absolutely. People should not be fired for their personal beliefs or their religious beliefs, and no one certainly should be forced at the point of being shamed and bullied and discriminated against, and well, the threat of firing over this—it's ridiculous.
4: Well, and that's, you know, one of, the other, um, one of the other theories, too, that I'd heard, that it's, it's kind of like a way of purging things, because a lot of those people that, that think that way politically, you know, aren't real happy with police anywhere. They're not real supportive of police, and they want to defund the police. It's the same crowd, and, um, you know, this could be another way of just getting some of the people, especially the ones that are going to stand up for themselves, and just purging them, okay? You don't want to be here? Go.
6: I absolutely, totally agree, and I've written about this. And to me, it's obvious. I mean, imagine if you're a crooked politician, I mean, basically evil, and you thought of a way that you could eliminate your political enemies from the military, from universities, from teaching positions, from schools, from hospitals. And if you thought, well, if I do this, then I'm most likely going to hit my political enemy. But here's the really sad thing. So they are actually hurting their own. A lot of people in reopen San Diego, they're not conservatives. They're not Republicans. These are people who actually voted for Joe Biden. God help them. But (laughs) say things to me like, I wish Donald Trump was president. And I just laugh because they hated Donald Trump with a white-hot burning passion. <laughs> but they're seeing these tyrannical policies from federal government to state government and right here in San Diego County, and they're like, what world are we living in?
2: So did they, uh, Amy, it's it's Michael Schwartz. Did they talk about, um, so I think, I think there are about 1,800 San Diego PD uh, employees, I believe. Is, does that sound right, 1,800? Yes. And out of those eighteen hundred, did they talk about? Maybe I missed it, but I was—did they actually say like how many of them are are not vaccinated? Like how many people do you think they would end up losing?
6: Well, so what I actually read was from another sergeant. So if anybody wants to read uh, this one, he's called Sergeant X. So uh, and this is a different sergeant. You can go to sdrostra.com, and you can actually read what he wrote about the situation and what he said as if i recall there are about 1200 sdpd cops that uh, were surveyed and the police department said you have to answer this survey about your vaccination status and if you don't answer you're going to be disciplined or fired right well 150 of them said go pound sand we're not answering right And then 700 did answer, and then additionally, 333 actually said, "I'm not vaccinated and I will never be vaccinated." But there's actually a group that's expanded, and it's more like 500 right now that will.
2: It's like 500. You
6: have to fire me.
2: Like that's 20 something percent. What is that? 20? Basically, a quarter of the of, of the San Diego PD will will be fired in December if if uh, if he continues down this path.
1: And we're
4: only nine months into this administration, for goodness sake. Well, and what Sergeant Randolph was saying, too, like a lot of these agencies, they're already understaffed. Totally. So, it's so crazy.
1: Hey, Amy, can you hang with us? Sure can. All right, folks, this is Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer.
0: Welcome back to Hour 2 of Gun Owners Radio with your hosts Dave Stahl, Joe Germisi, and Michael Schwartz. Visit GunOwnersRadio.com with your questions and comments or to learn how to become a sponsor of the show. Time to get involved and get active. Together, we will win. Now here's Dave, Joe, and Michael on The Answer San Diego. All right, folks. Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio FM
1: 961. Damn eleven seventy. The answer. answer. Nice. <laughs> All right. We're gonna have to start paying these two. PRMI Mortgage, Primeres. slash Alpine. Hey, are you in the military? Are you looking for help with a VA loan, or if you're looking to buy, refi, or maybe you're just considering considering a reverse mortgage? Call our local mortgage guy that you can trust. Call Chris Wiley at PRMI Mortgage. For nearly twenty five years, Chris has been helping local San Diegans with all their mortgage needs. Give Chris Wiley a call
4: at 619-722-1303 or primeres.com slash Alpine. So we're back here with uh, Amy Reichert again from Reopen San Diego. And, uh, you know, Amy, it was was funny. We were talking about this just um, off air here and uh, talking about what's going on with the kids and the mandates and the testing and the vaccine and all that kind of stuff. And just the... The amount of overreach, I guess, that's going on nowadays from the government, and you know the the feeling here is that this isn't going to stop until people stand up and stop it. Which is which is what I think is so great about the uh, Reopen San Diego movement, because people now are finally starting to stand up and do something about these things.
6: Yes, um, what I, I was just thinking about what what Michael Schwartz actually said at the Second Amendment celebration dinner. That we went to, my husband and I. It was a great event. Thank you guys so much for the gun prom. Thank you for and coming. What Michael? Yeah, and what Michael was saying was there was literally like a void in leadership in San Diego County. Like there was a lack of leadership. Was of people standing up?
2: <laughs> there really yeah, was. I mean, I got to tell you, it was. I hope it was clear in my my little impromptu speech there. I, I wasn't even pushing for a certain. Uh, viewpoint. In other words, I wasn't saying, "Hey, this is what should have been done with with COVID," because you know we're, we're San Diego County Gunners. We're like set up uh, on stage, we're not a COVID organization. But that really was the point. I mean, there was zero leadership. It wasn't even like you know we were looking to folks on on our our side of the aisle, you know, who we normally trust to stand up for Second Amendment uh, rights to say anything, to say anything at all. You know, I, I wasn't even. Dictating or, 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 you know, expecting them to say something I even agree with. Just say anything at all, and we weren't getting it, and we're still not really getting it we're, from very very few. Who who Yeah, is, and, and
6: wh- that, that that's why it it just void this vacuum in leadership. Literally, like some of the very first people, I mean, honestly, that started speaking up were moms.
2: Yeah. Right. Yep.
6: Moms that are like, my child is suffering. That's They're in, in Zoom school. So, who do you like as far as
2: the elected in in San Diego? Who has been, uh, who's someone that you respect and has been on your side and has done good things for you, if anybody?
6: I really like uh, El Cajon Mayor Bill Wells. Uh, He's been a friend of ours since our very first rally. Uh, Another local mayor, Coronado Richard Bailey. He also spoke at our very first rally. Jim Desmond. He also spoke at our very first rally, and then we had another rally in December, and it was, in this remember, you guys, this was during the height of the return of the lockdowns, right, where we had, had 10 o'clock curfews at night, and Christmas was canceled, right? So we had an All-I-Want-For-Christmas-Is-Freedom rally in El Cajon, and another friend of ours is State Senator Brian Jones. He came out and spoke at that rally. And then also Congressman Daryl Issa. So we really appreciate, you know, those men, those leaders for, because really when we first got started, people are like, reopen San Diego. Oh, you guys probably just believe this is all a hoax, blah, 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 blah. And we're like, we want the safe reopening of schools and businesses is, is there
2: anybody you, is there anybody that's that, is, the is there anybody you didn't like who who can we call out? who's somebody that's not and I don't mean the obvious Nathan Fletcher, right but I mean, is there anybody I out know, there that you thought
6: you told my answer
2: <laughs> <laughs> Is there anybody that you answer. thought, well geez, this person's definitely gonna stand by our side and then they failed us?
6: Um, well, I mean, I honestly saw that at the local, the state and the national level without naming names. You know you can name I names mean, if you want So
2: I don't want to pressure you yeah you know, but I think it's time I honestly we got to start naming names save it for the mic drop all right
6: I I have to say though what has been really cool and I'm I'm not just saying this is those people that originally honestly let us down are now warming up to our side and and that's so smart. I don't yeah. want to alienate them by that's, naming smart. It.
4: Yeah, that's smart Yeah. yeah stay the high ground. Well, that's good, though. That means you're making uh, progress. Because I was going to ask you, too, a couple, of, uh, was a couple of weeks ago or last month, um, you guys had a really big showing at a Board of Supervisors meeting, and it seems like yeah. you made a lot of progress there. Uh, oh, yeah. If you could talk about that for a few minutes here.
6: That was epic. So mm-hmm. it started off August 17th, and we had 120 people show up at the San Diego County Board of Supervisors And I actually asked one of the sheriff's deputies, and he said, you know what? In the seven years that I've worked here at the county administration building, I've never seen this many people lined up to speak. And we made local, state, national, even international news. Stephen Colbert did his monologue, and he was making fun of us. Well, then Nathan Fletcher pulled the fast one three days before the next San Diego County Board of Supervisors, and that was August 31st, where he was going to put a resolution, an agenda item, a resolution declaring that uh, medical misinformation was a public health crisis. Well, that sprung us into action, and we actually had 260 people show up on the 31st to actually address the San Diego County Board of Supervisors, and we went viral again making international news. And of course we made history. So we got their attention.
1: But isn't it amazing how stupid these people are when they know not to mess with the mama bear?
6: <laughs> well, you know, here's, here's the thing. So, uh, just a couple weeks ago there was a San Diego County board of supervisors meeting and there was a COVID agenda item on there. And so, my son, who's 10, he actually likes going to the San Diego County Board of Supervisors, knows all their names and their districts, and can tell you how they'll vote. I <laughs> I so um, I brought him with, uh, with me up to speak, and I addressed Nathan Fletcher in particular because he posted on Facebook that people who are not vaccinated are unpatriotic <laughs> and we're killing our neighbors. Well, that's nice. And so I said, I put Nathan Fletcher on notice because I won't stoop to that level. I won't name call back. I'm a believer in Jesus and I'm a sinner. And OK, I may have called Nathan Fletcher a dumbass. OK, I don't know. if you can that <laughs> out. But uh, anyway, I take the high road and that day uh, I looked Nathan Fletcher in the eye and I said, every time you sucker punch us, Nathan Fletcher. By calling us names, we are going to punch back with whistleblowers. We right. have whistleblowers, Nathan Fletcher. And so that's what uh, the press conference was about on Friday with hey. the first responders. Surprise, Nathan Fletcher. Hey. We have a San Diego police officer.
2: Are you guys involved with Laura Lothian out in La Mesa? Are you guys helping her get elected? She definitely seems to be on, on the right side. Is that something you guys are, have is been a involved friend.
6: with? She is an absolute friend she gosh she used to come to reopen san diego meetings in the very beginning and she was actually at the press conference on friday supporting police supporting firefighters i'm a la mesa resident she has my vote
2: good that's awesome we did a, a walk for her yesterday there's another one coming up on saturday I, I get it it's regionally extremely important to help her get elected but i, I can't tell you how much i appreciate uh your your leadership Amy uh you know we didn't get the leadership that we needed from the leaders and uh but we did get it from outstanding people like you and I, I really appreciate it oh,
6: thank
1: you
2: if if there's any kind of positive that resulted from the last year and a half it's that uh, we all got to meet you and thank you so much
6: oh so Amy thank you. Before, if, the same way about you guys
1: before we let you go how do people get in touch with you how do they participate how do they join
6: Please join us at reopensd.org. We put out breaking newsletters, breaking news. You get to see videos before they go viral. You get to hear about press conferences where we're going to bring surprise speakers like Sergeant Matt Randolph. And it's reopensd.org. Sign up for our newsletter there.
1: All right, Amy. Thank you very much. Have a wonderful week, and I have a feeling you'll be back shortly. Thank you. All right, folks, we're going to take another break. This is Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM
5: 1170.
1: The answer. All right, folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio. FM 96.1 AM 1170.
5: The answer. The second amendment. amendment is for everyone. Tony Simon is on the line to talk about it.
1: But first, we are so proud to partner with the National Concealed Carry Association as a 10-ring partner. NCCA exists to serve the Second Amendment community by providing a nationwide network of 2A advocates offers elite self-defense and concealed carry training from the nation's top instructors and provide rock bottom prices on the best selection of gear and accessories. Join them today. Members get great prices and free shipping. You can learn a whole lot more at nationalconcealedcarryassociation.com. All right, well, Tony, Tony is Let's See if we can call. Him. Yeah, we're going to have Tony well, you have, guys chat and I'll go take the number in all right perfect we're gonna have Tony on the
2: line here he's actually a super interesting guy but he's probably uh busy doing all the good work that he does in the Second Amendment community so we'll uh he he'll, he'll come on in just a minute though so uh Scott what do you think so far man, man li-
3: this, I'm loving this this is a lot of fun good have you do
2: you listen to gun gun owners radio normally or, or well I sometimes I do yeah 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 all right well I this is it's been one of the the coolest things about San Diego County gun owners is starting this radio show and the ability to Talk to cool guys like Jackson, and uh, you know, and uh, you know, get some local activists out there. I, I think it's it's really helping to build a community.
4: It,
2: yeah. Tony's on the line. Tony's here. Tony's here. All right, cool. Our next guest, Tony Simon, uh, is here to talk about his diversity shoot, which is very, very interesting. Tony, how you doing, man?
7: <laughs> I'm doing fine. Once I learn to tell time, uh,
2: <laughs> that's another class. Had another hour. Well, you're on the East Coast, right?
7: Yeah, and I was actually making a Instagram post, that I'd be on in an hour.
2: <laughs> well, see, we'll just we'll chalk it up to the the time change. That's that's that. Yeah, it I, confuses I, all of us. No problem. So, how are you, man? Good how good you morning. doing? What part of the East Coast are you on?
7: I'm in Jersey.
4: New Jersey, oh, nice. Where at in Jersey, Tony? Ah, jeez.
7: Uh, <laughs> exit nine. Oh, that's the town. other
4: end of the state. That's the uh, that's the side that Dave thinks he knows about, right? Yeah, I told you. He said oh. Jersey's all trees and woods. I go, no. It's well, South not- Jersey is where I grew up. It's all <laughs> cement and buildings.
7: <laughs> actually, I was down there today looking for a new home. I'm moving, actually, on November 1st, and we're trying to buy a house somewhere in Jersey that doesn't cost a literal arm and leg.
1: <laughs> oh, come to California. We have a
7: guy. No. Yeah, could be worse. <laughs> no. No.
2: But, you're, but no. you're staying in New Jersey.
7: I'm staying in New Jersey, but, you know, I'm going to continue the fight that we're fighting here. Good
2: for you. That's um, good. Don't flee. We, we have too many people fleeing. You know, these horrible gun uh, states yeah. like New Jersey and, and California. We have too many people fleeing and leaving saying, well, I don't want to deal with this anymore. Uh, it's good. I'm glad. I'm, I'm super happy and proud of you for for, for staying and fighting the fight. That's awesome.
7: Yeah, it's horrible. I don't want to do it either, but somebody has to. These are where the Supreme Court battles happen. Um, yeah, the free states, they don't have those. We do. Mm-hmm. So we have to take the fight on the national level and try to make a difference in policy as we try to grow the gun community, and that's what I'm trying to do with my uh, diversity shoots.
2: So talk about the diversity shoot. I think it's, it was super interesting. Rich uh, told me all about it, and uh, I think it's very, very cool. So tell everybody what the diversity shoots are.
7: All right, the diversity shoot, is a workshop that uh, brings people together that have never owned a firearm before. Um, And we make it like a safe environment for you to come because a lot of people have some preconditioned ideas of what a real gun owner is. So we bring in firearms owners, real firearms owners, who volunteer their time and their ammo to come to the range and introduce new people to firearms. I also bring in Second Amendment groups that are local and on a national level and have them speak and introduce themselves to people and talk about what they really do. So pretty much everyone's welcome, uh, regardless of race, religion, sexual orientation, or political background. We invite them to the event to remove some of the stigmas because now you're – in the room with real gun owners you're talking to second amendment advocates that do the work and we break bread we have fun you know we have some pizza um and we take you to the range and introduce you to a plethora of firearms in again a safe manner so when you have a question no one in the room attacks you or starts screaming my cold dead hands we actually have a conversation and, and it's a grassroots conversation of individuals that are talking to each other face-to-face, not calling each other's name online and things like that. And it's had a great effect. I've been doing it since 2015 um, in ranges like Gun for Hire Range in Woodland Park in Jersey here. Uh, in 2020, I thought we were in trouble because the governor was um, shutting down ranges here in Jersey. And I'm like, great, I won't have, you know, an event. In 2020 in jersey well i was wrong what happened is i had an event in pennsylvania the heritage guild said hey tony we'd love to have you here since you can't be in jersey would you like to be here so we did we sponsored events in jersey then we got another range in new jersey that opened up after he had um shut down all the ranges and they were like well we're not including that mandate so we'd love to have you here too wow. so that's that's what we were able to do so 2020 I actually had more ranges than I did from 2015 to uh, 2020.
2: <laughs> That's amazing. So, have you just always been a gun guy, or how did you get into firearms?
7: Oh, yeah, I've always been a gun guy. I'm born and raised in southwestern Virginia, and um, we grew up with firearms. I'm, I'm a farm guy. You know what I mean? I grew up on a tobacco farm. We grew up raising gardens. So, firearms are just something you had and used. And I became that kid that loved every gun in every movie. I could name everyone in every TV show, you know, that kid. Um, my nice. mom let me read a lot. And my dad insisted that we read. And anything you wanted, you could read. So what I ended up doing was going to the Goodwill and buying every Soldier of Fortune and Mac Bowling <laughs> book I could find. And I read them till they fell apart.
1: Hey, hey so, Tony. Hey, Tony.
7: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Did, did you ever see Red Dawn? Yeah, there you go.
7: Oh come on! Of course I saw yeah.
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm telling you, that's Mister yeah. Schwartz's. He watches it every night before he goes to bed. It's my favorite documentary. <laughs> yep.
7: That's it, a documentary. It's a great documentary. <laughs> uh, I heard they did something modern, but um, I heard that was a lie.
2: That yeah, we don't. I mean, that's I mean, the, we don't talk about that's a, that. That's the movie we don't speak of. Yeah, we don't speak of
7: that. So, yeah, I've never seen it. It just made no sense to me. I'm like, yep, nope, not happening.
2: So what made you – so they're called diversity shoots? What, what, what made you include the word diversity? How did, how did that happen? <laughs>
7: okay. All right. We came up with the name, right? We were sitting around brainstorming, and and we came up with uh, the second is for everyone. Yeah, and, these- and, well, the very first one was called the African-American Day <sighs> Diversity Shoot or something like that. African-American diversity shoot because it was February of 2015. So we wanted to get all that in. And it was directed at finding minorities to actually testify in the assembly. That's Mm. all we were doing. I was already a firearms instructor in 2012. And Sandy Hook happened. And Jersey legislators lost their mind and had like 86 bills geared up to mess over the gun owner in Jersey. So I decided to testify and write a letter, and me and my partner, Sean, did that, and no black people showed up. I testified, and I was the only black person out of 200 gun owners that testified to testify. So after the event, I talked to the leaders of Second Amendment groups in Jersey, and none of them had any program set up to introduce people to that side of being a firearms advocate, to, to, to testify, to speak for themselves. So I decided that I was going to do something about that in 2015, February 2015. That's what got us started. Um, I added diversity because it was really diversity. I wanted everybody, regardless of race, religion, sexuality. I wanted everyone, and I wanted to be open. And let's just say one side of the political spectrum has tried to take over what that word means. And I really wanted it to use the real meaning of diversity, people that with diverse thoughts, diverse backgrounds to come and realize this is a human right and it shouldn't be politicized.
2: What, what do you think is, um, why is there a, a, what's preventing the black community in America from being more, uh, uh, interested in you know fighting for the Second Amendment and you know I, I would have to say that of uh, you know the African-American community in, 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 in America is is extremely engaged um, when it comes to a lot of different fights for for civil rights and uh, un- and it's been unfortunate they've had to. Um, but that seems to be one civil right that 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 the, that the community in general is maybe you know not really engaged with what, what do you think why? why why do you think that's the one that uh, that that isn't getting as much attention as the others.
7: All right, I'll go ahead and preamble this by saying I don't speak for all black people in any manner whatsoever. But what I've noticed as a human being who grew up <laughs> in a in a black community and who lives in one now in New Jersey is it's never seen even on the American level, regardless of race, it's never seen as a civil right by most people, by the general public. They played it off as if it's a gun nut thing or something. No, it's a civil right. It's just that the media in general uh, hasn't really stated it. And the NRA does a horrible job of doing it because they turn people off. And that's the biggest voice we have really is the NRA with over 5 million members. But they have a stigma attached to them that they're group of racists. I mean that's just it, and not only in our community, but in, in many parts of America as a whole. Fair or unfair, I mean that that's what it is. And I don't feel it's true at all um, because I've worked with NRAILA um, for years, but it is what it is. And the diversity
2: so, shoots seem to be kind of filling that that, that spot where where uh, um, where maybe the NRA isn't uh, they're not being receptive to the NRA for, for what it, for you know for, for different reasons. Um, most of yeah. them not accurate, but the diversity shoots seem to be filling that, that void.
7: Yeah, we're we, we are doing the work that we can. And it started off, you know, with me and my partner. Um, we no longer work together, but it doesn't make a difference because the die has been cast now, mm-hmm. and uh, it's grown. And it started as a lot of white people showing up because they you you are who your friends are. So you bring your friends, you bring your gun-owning friends, you bring, oh, excuse me, your non-gun-owning friends, the people in your circle. Well, white people were the first ones to come to my event. Uh, the very first event actually had four guys that three were black and one was Hispanic, and they were friends, and that started it. That circle grew, but more white people started coming because I told them they were welcome. We changed the name to the Second is for Everyone diversity shoot. Um, because everyone kept asking me, can white people come too? Because the first one yeah. was in February, and they were like, can white people come? Yes, white people can come. Everyone's
1: hey. welcome. Hey, Tony, hold on one sec. We got to take a quick break. You're going to hang with us, right? Yeah,
6: no
7: yep, I'll be there.
1: All right, don't touch that dial. You folks, you're listening to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961, AM 1170.
5: The answer.
1: All right folks, hey, welcome back. You are listening to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. All right, hey, if you have legal matters that involve firearms, then you need to call our attorney John Dillon. Especially if you have questions about red flag laws, gun registration, gun transportation, or maybe you just need to know that your guns are California compliant. Call our trusted firearms attorney John Dillon. John Dillon specializes in California gun laws. Call him at 760-642-7150, or you can visit his website at dillonlawgp.com. All right, we got Tony Simon on the line, and he has a program called Diversity Shoot. So, Tony, I, this is Dave. Just curious, you've been doing this a while. Are you starting to get more and more of the black community to come out and attend your uh, your shoots?
7: Oh, yeah, I've been doing this for this uh, 2022 will be my seventh year doing it. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really mixed now. It's black, it's white, it's right. Asian, it's everything. Um, but it took a little while, you know, or it has to get out. The circle of friends has to grow. And also it's me bringing in other 2A groups. That's why I keep saying I'm a workshop. I mean, you've worked in Second Amendment advocacy, so you know how it is. Sometimes people's egos get involved. People don't like people. Mm. And I did not want anyone to see what I'm doing as a competition to their Second Amendment advocacy. Mm. Actually, I want to breed a recruiting ground for Second Amendment advocates to come and actually speak to people and go, hey, this is what we do. Join us. And I think that just makes sense. We need to be under the same umbrella.
1: Well, but, you know, when you stop and think about it, when the general pub public looks at a, a program like yours, eliminate the word diversity, just put a Second Amendment shoot, then the diverse community just automatically says, well, that's not they're, not, they're not talking about me. And I think it was smart for you to have that title because it makes their ears perk up and say, well, wait a minute, I'm diverse. Maybe I should look into this.
7: Yeah, we had to play word games. I hated it because I, I just like being, <laughs> but it is what it is. And um, I think it's good, you know,
2: man. Words are important. I think you used them. Yeah. You used them well. I think it's it, you did a great job. Yeah,
1: you didn't let it. You didn't let it stop you. And I think that's that's the key. You had a message. You needed to get it out. And you just didn't know how to go about it. So you know, if you had to main cha- – by the way, you should do a radio show. I'm just telling you off the top of my head. I'm serious, man. You'd be a good radio show on the East Coast. Michael, will give you my information, and I can help you do that.
7: Oh, great! Because I also do the Second Is For Everyone podcast. So, See, I mean, yeah. well,
1: you're already doing it, then you don't need me.
2: So, I have a question. <laughs> now, we were looking at—I uh, was looking at your your patches. I got to know what you in a bubble bath has to do with the uh, uh, diversity shoot. <laughs>
7: <laughs> now, you gotta you gotta clarify that yeah you better explain the patch this is one of those decisions that you make and post on social media and go what's the worst that could happen so, <laughs>
1: hold my beer
7: <laughs> hold my beer let me explain uh i was at the nra annual meeting i guess in indianapolis and uh I walk around on the floor, I hand out my business card, and I try to get sponsors for the diversity shoot. Well, after five days, I was exhausted. My wife said, hey, you know, the bathtub is also a bubble bath. I mean, not a bubble bath, a jacuzzi. I was like, really? So I poured myself a rum and Coke, squirted some uh, soap into the tub, and cranked it up. <laughs> I jumped in and bought my second rum and Coke. I said, hey, you know what would be funny if I posted this on the Internet? picture <laughs> of me in the bubble bath, and I posted it on IG." And it was really popular. People laughed and they got the joke. Well, around December of 2019, a friend of mine said, hey, can we make a sticker out of your picture so we can give it to our (laughs) our daughter who loves you and we'll stick it on her gift and she'll love it. I was like, sure, but we did it. And my friend who did it said, hey dude, we're going to SHOT Show. What the heck are we going to do with 24 stickers of you? I said, let's give it to everyone I know. So we went to SHOT Show and handed out the stickers to everyone we know, Aaron Paulette from Operation Blazing Sword, and Pink Pistols said, Tony, I'd like to make a T-shirt out of that. So she did, and we split the funds for that with Operation Blazing Swords and Pink Pistols. And then John Crump from Gun of America said, hey, Tony, I'd like to pick a patch with you and a bubble bath, and we can split the funds between our organizations. So I said yes to that. So, me and a bubble bath is actually helping the second amendment fight across the country with LGBT people and with uh, gun owners of uh, America and Virginia.
2: Well, we just, you know, my buddy Jackson, uh, who's eight years old, he goes every week to shoot his Glock at the Glock store, and he's here in the studio with me, and we just showed him your your patch, and he thought it was hilarious. Do you, you didn't like show that, me Jackson? The
1: badge. Where's the patch? What do you think, man?
5: It looks really silly, but also cool at the same time.
2: <laughs> I think that perfectly <laughs> describes it, Tony.
7: That, that kind of nails it. So uh, we only have a hundred of them, and we're well over half of them already sold. They're limited editions on Black Swan Tactical. That's
2: awesome, man. Okay, so one more question: Where is Planet Lovetron?
7: <laughs> You'd have to ask Aaron Paulette that. She made the whole thing up, and those are and everything else is on sale on DiversityShoot.com. We're just trying to grow the community, and as, as you know, when you do advocacy, it needs to be funded. But just continually asking people for money, it gets kind of old. I mean, it's cool because people will fund it, but if you give them something, it's fun too.
2: Are there, what's, is there a, have, there, have there been any misconceptions about your, your diversity shoot or any you know, uh, false criticisms or anything like that? Or how, how have they been received in general?
7: Oh, they've been received really well in general. And then, of course, there are those that uh, say it's pandering to the left or anti-gunners. And I'm like, well, yes, it's pandering to get butts and seats. We have to speak to people on the level that they're expected to be spoken to. So, yes, it's diverse. Come see what it means. Um you can't speak to people just the way you want to and, and only words you understand. You know what I mean? You have to use the keywords. You have to use the popular words, um, whether you agree with the way they're used or not. And I don't. Again, I think diversity is more in thought than in color of skin. I think that's one of the problems is the divisiveness introduced in this country where most of us pretty much want the same thing as individuals or the different ways we think are just so minute; it's such a small percentage of what we are. But people are exploiting that. They're exploiting the cracks, and I don't believe in that. So I'm just trying to bring Americans back together, and using whatever words, terms I have to, to do that.
2: Are you? Do you mind? What are your personal? Where do you on the on the political spectrum? Where do you tend to tend to fall? Or I don't know if that's something you even want to talk about.
7: I don't even uh, fall in either one of them. Uh, My thing is you can't trust any political party with civil liberties. They've both proven they can't be trusted. Um, In some ways, I'm, you know, uh, mostly libertarian or some things I'm conservative, some things I'm liberal. I I just want people to mind your business and be good human beings. Once we start there, (laughs) we'll probably do darn well.
1: You're you're in the same circle here, let me tell you. (laughs) yeah I mean, anybody um, would do so, a radio yeah. a gun show for over five years can't be left or right. You just can't do it.
7: No, because you turn off uh, potential people either way. right. And it's it's like we have to do our due diligence. I hate politics. Mm-hmm. I despise politics. Um, when I spoke into in front of the New Jersey Assembly, I was like, I made a three-minute speech. I have a standing ovation, not a standing ovation, but clapping and applause and everything when it was done from the gun owners in the room. And then after it was over, as the only black person there, the black representatives came up to me and were like shaking my hand, saying, oh, it was really stuck. Thank you for educating us. And then they voted along party lines anyway and passed all kinds of stupid stuff. Right. And that disgusted me. I mean, I was it was vile. So my whole thing is to... Organically grow the Second Amendment community, make people aware of what their party and what their politicians are voting for, and then leave it up to them. Do you believe this right's important enough to fight for? Because my hope is to make this apolitical. Like any time any politician brings up gun control, they can see their career end.
2: Yeah, how do you think uh, New Jersey's headed? Do you think there uh, is there a light at the end of the tunnel, or, or or is it getting worse before it gets better?
7: I think it's it's going to keep getting worse until we wake up. I think 2020 helped because of the large influx of firearms owners. I have more people that are black and women coming to me for lessons now than ever before. Uh, a lot of Latinos are coming to me for lessons. A lot of Latinos are becoming firearms instructors. So it's really helping that people are waking up and realizing you're gonna have to fight for this right. And New Jersey is ridiculous anyway. Um, so things that they say they're guarding against have never happened here. We haven't had a mass shooting. You know, we don't have a problem with 80% and neither does anyone else, but ghost guns, it's just all a lie. And now that we're increasing gun ownership, a lot more people are seeing it's a lie.
4: So Tony, I'm going to ask you real quick. This is Joe. Um, just, you know, you said you spoke in front of the assembly and you had, um, you know, assembly members come up to you afterwards and thank you for educating them. Yet they went back and they still voted again or voted along the party lines. And you know, how do you respond to that kind of thing? Because I've run into that out here too, where you know, we've I've had friends that that are pretty far to the left, and you know, and one I'm thinking of in particular is saying, yeah, I have very very strong feelings about guns. And you know, and I would say, well, what do you know anything about them? And and she would say, no, no, I don't, but I still have very strong feelings, which is is <laughs> Hard for me to listen to but then we got her to come to a a shooting event and she had a ball but again still with those feelings but how do you how do you respond to legislature or legislators that you know they thank you for educating them but then they still you know vote the other way that sounds like they're not educated
7: well they vote the other way because they get paid and or told to vote the other way if they want to keep their as Mel Brooks said phony baloney jobs Um, it's I'm done talking to them. I mean, I'll make a speech, but my speech, if I go there and speak, is not for them. I know they're bought already. You know what I mean? So I'll go there and make a speech. I'll try to make it impassion. I'm speaking to the audience. I'm not speaking to the legislators. Um, they're out. I've written them letters, and I do my part that way. But I use those speeches in that time as an opportunity to speak to others and maybe on the fence or try to logically explain stuff to people that are on the fence, because so, that's who I, I'm speaking to.
4: So again, the approach then is to educate the people and get the people to, to get rid of these
7: um,
4: politicians that shouldn't be there and replace them with good politicians. Exactly. All right, so you're going to be exactly. getting rid of Governor Murphy then, right?
7: Oh, I really hope so. I have no idea what it will take, but I really hope so.
2: So how do people uh, How do people find you and support you? Are, are they able to donate online, or, or what, what can we do to help?
7: Totally. Uh, you can go to diversityshoot.com, and you can donate there on PayPal. Um, you can also support us on Patreon. It's the second, was it, 2A4E podcast. That's it. But all the links are on diversity shoot.com. You can also follow me on Facebook at the second is for everyone on Instagram at Simon says strength.
2: And have you thought and about Twitter. selling your own line of bubble bath?
7: Yeah, there you go. <laughs> no, I haven't thought about that at all.
2: And like a, in a big Magnum bottle. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Hey,
7: <laughs> hey I, I, oh, yeah. I, I yeah. tell
1: you what, I got a deal for you, Tony. I'll give you Gavin Newsom and a six pack. Can we make a trade? <laughs>
7: no. no. Ah!
1: You know, uh, <laughs> yeah, you no. should you should hook up with Hoppies
2: and do like a Hoppies uh, scent bubble bath. There that would you be go. Awesome.
7: Oh, there you go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> See what happens when you leave this guy on TV radio for so long, <laughs> Tony? It's awful. We, you, you've got to call back. I mean, you've got to. You got to come out here
2: to San Diego. Do yeah. you ever make it out to San Diego? Mm-hmm.
7: Um, haven't been to California since uh, the military. I was in San Diego back in the day, but yeah, hey. haven't been in since night.
2: You know what? Seriously, uh, we got to figure out a reason to to get yeah. you out here.
4: How about Gun Prom next year? That's I, what we, I was just uh, thinking. At yeah, least. Gun 2022. yeah,
1: Gun Prom twenty twenty two. Yeah, Gun Prom twenty twenty two. That'd be awesome.
7: Well, hit me up in January because we have to make some dates. I know I'll be a chat show. All, okay,
1: all right. Cool, well, we'll get you close. Thanks, Tony. Thanks, buddy. You take care.
7: <laughs> all right. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys.
1: All right. Hit that jacuzzi. All right, folks, this is Gun Owners Radio, FM 961,
5: AM 1170.
1: The answer. All right, folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961, AM 1170. The answer. Hey, we live in a state where your self-defense rights are under attack. So let us be your voice to help defend and restore the Second Amendment. Help spread the word about the fight. There's two easy things that you can do. One, like and subscribe to the show on YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, Instagram, the podcast, or whatever way you listen to our show. Second, leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It helps boost the show and puts it in front of a whole lot more people. Now, we're going to
2: stump my nephew stump my nephew everybody's favorite segment every week uh someone writes in and gives us a question if we use your question on the air you get a, a hat or a shirt if you stump my nephew then you get a uh, front site membership which is a lifetime of uh firearms training sam you there yeah how are you guys good man how are you i'm living the dream living the dream okay so i got my buddy here action jackson in the studio say hi Hi, nice to meet you. Excellent. He's going to ask you the question. Action Jackson goes shooting every Wednesday at the Glock store. He goes shooting. He shoots his Glock. He's eight years old. He's a better shot than you and I combined, I'm pretty sure. Sam?
8: Well, I'm not a very good shot, so that's probably true.
2: (laughs) All right, so I'm going to have him ask the question. Uh, All right, so John, uh, by the way, this is John Petrolino who wrote this in, the the author, the guy that writes the Second Amendment column. So, oh, very cool! Yeah, you're getting some national attention here, John from New Jersey. Very New Jersey dense show today.
1: Yeah, we've got the a lot of New stuff? Jersey
2: stuff Content. I don't know how I feel about that, <laughs> John. <laughs> John from New. We we should probably all be eating scrapple. Yes, we should. <laughs> I go over <laughs> That's that right always now. good. <laughs> John from New Jersey asks.
5: What is GT25 and who makes it?
2: What is the GT25 and who makes it? John from
8: the loathsome wastes of New Jersey. (laughs) What is the GT25?
2: Correct.
1: Correct.
8: Uh, I have to say I haven't heard of this one before but by the name I'm guessing it's going to be one of those uh, 25 ACP Saturday night specials but uh, knowing my luck, I'm probably mistaken. You got me on this one.
2: John Gotcha, man. He was so, he's going to be so happy to hear. John, if you're listening, it looks like you stumped my nephew. Um, it is a 10 millimeter 1911. The GT stands for Gun Talk and 25 for 25 years on the air. Ruger actually manufactures them. So it, it looks like it was a commemorative 1911 and 10 millimeter for the show Gun Talk.
8: Okay, then be, being a special edition limited production, I don't feel so bad about not getting it. <laughs>
2: you don't feel bad about that? No. And who ever heard of Gun Talk? I thought we were Gun Talk. I, I know, right? Well, you, do you listen, Sam, do you listen
1: to Gun Talk?
8: I do not. Oh,
1: well. Have you ever heard of Gun Talk?
8: Can't say I ever have. Gun See, talk. there you Come? go. It's probably not even real. It's real. They made it gun talk doc, dot GunTalk.com.
2: We're not the only yes, we are. gun show. We're just the best. No, we are the only. One. <laughs> but we need like go a, a G05 something. I can use yeah, a ten gun millimeter. Owners <laughs> <laughs> That's actually not a bad idea. No, I don't no it is so. not. Yeah. What, what 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 kind of gun should we should it be?
4: Nineteen
1: eleven. Nineteen eleven? All right. Yeah. The only one on the roster. On.
2: Maybe what kind of gun do you shoot, Jackson?
5: I'm currently shooting a nine millimeter pistol. The, the Glock? A, Glock yeah, Glock. Glock forty eight. The Glock
2: forty eight. Maybe we should make it a Glock forty eight. We'll, we'll etch uh, Jackson's uh, image on the side. So, Jackson, how
1: long have you been shooting?
5: For about a year and a half.
1: All right. You go every week?
5: Yep, every Wednesday.
1: All right. Do you have to stand on a stool?
5: Not anymore, thank goodness.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> this kid's the best, man. He's actually got a – are you on Instagram, Sam? I'm not. How, you're not on any social media, are you? That's the idea. You're so smart. Sam. <laughs> He's off I'm the talented. grid.
1: You are so smart.
2: <laughs> He's off the grid. Well, we got to get you on some social media, man. You, no, you have fans no. out here tell in San no. Diego.
8: Tell him no. Uh, yeah, I'm. I I think I'm going to have to pass on that one. Very all right. All right. Smart man.
2: So how how are sales going at the shop?
8: Uh. It, some, some days are busy, some days aren't. It's, um, we're getting toward the, the bigger sales season. Um, I'm sure everyone who works in a shop is nodding their head right now. Um, summer is kind of a doing season. Everyone is out and about, but fall and spring are more uh, acquiring seasons. So people are hitting the stores, preparing for, like out here, hunting season. Um, people are buying ammo because it, the, the weather is nicer so they can go out shooting, uh, stuff like that.
2: Yes. We have uh, one of our board members, Scott Vincent's actually in the studio today when he was talking all about hunting. He's from Alabama, but he lives out here in San Diego now and has for decades. Um, but, uh, deer hunting and dove hunting.
8: Do you do any hunting? I forget.
2: I don't. What do you, are you going down that path at all?
8: Not really. It's, I mean, I respect it. It's just not something that personally interests me. They have a lot of deer in Virginia, don't they, Scott? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, you've you You have to be careful when you're driving toward the evening it's uh, It's pretty bad
2: like big honking deer too, right I mean, not like uh, little
8: they're not, they're not so big up up toward the midwest, like Wisconsin, they're huge, but uh, down here they're like they're a little bigger than large dogs. They're like neighborhood
3: dogs that are just running around the neighborhood, right yeah, <laughs> Much, yeah. yeah. I, now that I think about
2: it you, you know me and your your grandfather, Sam, we went uh, hiking and camping and this is in West Virginia. And uh, we set up camp one night, and uh, we were right by a little stream. And we heard this clomping. You know, it's like that granite stone in Virginia. You know, all the all the hills and mountains, and everything was like that granite. We heard this clomping, and uh, I I actually was going to hang up the the food so the bears wouldn't get it. And it was like you remember the old Bugs Bunny cartoons where they they you know they like parted the bushes, you know, and you could, like poke it. It was just like that. And I'm like face to face with this enormous buck, this enormous gray buck. And he's clomping and snorting and everything. And, I mean, he was huge. He looked like an insurance commercial. Did you hand him a bag (laughs) of your food and leave? No. We actually just looked at each other. He stomped and snorted. I just froze. You stopped and snorted. Actually, I remember now to, (laughs) to my dad, your grandfather, Sam, I did like this whisper yell like, hey, dad. Hold on to the dog, because <laughs> I had a dog a lot like Chase, except not not quite as big as Chase. Jackson I had a little Belgian Malinois. He's about seventy pounds. How? how what's Chase like? Like 80, 90, 100 pounds? Something like that. Got to put a mic in front of his face. Better.
5: Ninety two.
2: Ninety two pounds. I thought so. So ninety two pounds. Anyway, uh, so I had we had a dog with, and I was I was like, okay, that dog can't get curious about that big deer, so I just kind of did that whisper yell, like you know, grab did it. he leave? so I he kind of he decided I wasn't anything he wanted to mess with you know I'm sure that's what I intimidated him you know with yeah. the with the stare yeah. you know I did oh. the you know gave him that gave him the stare stared him the right Schwartz down stare. the Schwartz stare oh uh, that's yeah. scary and I, he was probably about a 50 point buck he was enormous he gets 50 sp- point yeah bucks. don't do r- that
3: you're gonna get him
1: all excited <laughs> He'll be on an airplane on tomorrow. Next plane tomorrow. Yeah, man. the
2: first time I uh, told this story, he was like a six-point. but Yeah, right. So uh, he was enormous, though, and he decided he didn't want to mess with me, so he went down and, and got a little sip out of the creek, and then we watched him clomp back up. But they were pretty big. They're enormous. There must be some really good hunting in Virginia.
8: Yeah, um, ARs are popular. Yeah, well, I mean, we, we can have them here, um, and we have deer here, but the Virginia law says that – you can't hunt deer with anything uh, it says it has to be 23 caliber or above oh. so like the 22 250 you can't use a 223 but uh, you can use 300 blackout so people hunt actually a lot more than you might expect with 300 blackout that's becoming popular for hunting Scott
2: laughed when you said ARs you don't typically you're not a you're you're more traditionalist <laughs> what do you use when you hunt when you deer hunt one bullet
1: <laughs> There you go he just throws it at it 30-06
2: all right,
8: all right, buddy. Hey, awesome job, Sam. You're the best. Thanks for calling in.
2: Although you got stumped on it. I got to hear it from John.
8: Thanks for having me on, and uh, I'm sure you don't look forward to that conversation. Sorry to disappoint again. <laughs> That's okay. You'll do better next week. Thanks, buddy. Good night.
1: All right, folks. Hey, subscribe to our podcast. Just search Gun, Gun Owners Radio, and you'll find us. Leave a five-star review to help get the word out, and please support all our great sponsors. San Diego County Gun Owners, U.S. Law Shield, the Dillon Law Group, BRMR Mortgage 365, Glacier Payment, Scott Vincent at Caldwell Banker Royalty Realty, and the National Concealed Carry Association. Thanks to Michael Schwartz, Joe Jabisi, Sam the Gunman, and Chris, our board op today right here on Gun Owners Radio, FM 961,
5: AM 1170. The Answer. The nice. Answer.